what's your spirit animal? Spirit animal. I mean, spirit animal, I think, has to be a sloth. They're they're very purpose-driven. They know where they're going, but they're in no rush to get there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and their uh, affinity for uh, the eucalyptus is very respectable. (laughs) Welcome to Live Better, where it is the best day ever, every single day. If you don't yet think that's possible, let us show you. Time spent hamming with us is time spent crushing life. The goal of this show is the re-examination of life. Asking yourself why and how you spend your time is valuable. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or in a nine-to-five. It is about creating the life you want to live. It is about the unrestricted access to growth, potential, play, freedom, and energy. We promote movability here at Live Better. If you're going to ham, you got to eat. Explore, adventure, travel. We help you explore your interests and your passions. Essentially, what keeps you up at night? We encourage adventure in all its forms. Scare the shit out of your comfort zone. Doesn't matter if that's trying a new food or a new parachute. And finally, travel. Broaden your horizons and gain perspective. It's getting off the hamster wheel and on the Live Better rocket ship to decide what really matters. Our guests share their stories on how they're changing the world. We dive into how they pursue their dreams, achieve their goals, and transform lives. Good health is the sustainable fuel to make you the best at what you want to do. And once you feel good, do good. Do not tolerate ordinary. We ain't here to be average. If you're going to do it, do it. Take a deep breath and smile. It's time to turn up. Hey! All right, we are here, Jason and Brett, with Dickie, co-founder of Madeira's Village. How's your day going? Good, good. How are you guys doing? So good. The best. It's been an incredible week here. Um, So let's just start it off. What is Madeira's Village? Uh, Madeira's more than anything is uh, a lifestyle. As much as a a hotel or a residence or anything, it's a creator's paradise where people come from around the world to all get together and just have a chance to be themselves for a week. Whether that's sitting on a hammock or surfing or doing yoga in the morning or you know going for hikes or just lying in bed and sleeping, it's really just that place of uh, of total freedom where you go and get to be exactly who you are. Um, how long have you had Madeiras? Been here seven years now. We opened up five years ago uh, with all the places. Really, four years ago, but really, it's been a work in progress from the beginning. It's been a big collaborative process from the beginning. Uh, it is what it is today because of all the partners, investors, owners, uh, guests, uh, residents, everybody that's been through and has somehow contributed to the vision that it is today. How would you say it's evolved from when it started till now? I know we were talking over at dinner a couple nights ago about the movie night thing, how like some things just work right. and some things don't. So like, give us some examples of the evolution of, of the village. Um, you know, more than anything, <clears throat> we just... We, we like trying out a lot of new ideas, like trying out a lot of different things, but ultimately it just comes down to how we how we see the guests feeling and how we see everybody feeling. Um, in terms of evolution, more than anything, it's just gotten more comfortable. Uh, the food's gotten better, the drinks have gotten tastier, the nights <laughs> have gotten later, the cushions have gotten more comfortable. Uh, it's just, uh, it's become easier and easier to actually live there. And that was really the goal from the beginning, was not to create 
just a destination where you go to for one week, one time in your life, but rather a place that you think of as an extension of your life so that you can go to a couple times a year, even if it's for three or four days at a time. It's that place that you step into and immediately feel more like yourself, immediately feel like the shoulders drop and you uh, get a little bit closer to, to who you are inside. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Something we talked about the other day when we were discussing like the process of checking in all the way through your day and how dinner's conducted. The whole stay is effortless. I would describe it as just a, a very seamless process. Yeah, I appreciate that. N- none of us came from a hospitality background, so a lot of the standard rules of hotels just didn't really make their way into the operation. Yeah, which I think is awesome because then you don't have these like preconceived notions of how things should go. And right, right. Where's the reception desk? Yeah. This isn't like big box hotel chains. Yeah. This is whatever you want to make it. Yeah, exactly. And, and so many of those standard uh, standard procedures, I just don't really understand. Like, when I get to a new hotel and I've got to wait 15 minutes at the desk while they check me in and everything else, what's going on? Like, I don't know what's happening in the computer system. Or <laughs> like, why I'm suddenly standing there. Um, breakfast all day. I never understand why hotels close breakfast at like 10 a.m. Yeah. I'm on vacation. It's the, the best last thing, ever. thing I want to do is worry about getting downstairs <laughs> in time for breakfast. Should I, yeah, I walk down at 3:30 in the afternoon. I should get breakfast. <laughs> Agreed. I just I think it's awesome that all the servers, all the staff, everyone takes time to learn your name, and you. It, it feels just much more at home. Yeah. But I think that's like. Uh, almost neurotic attention to detail like we chatted about. Right, that's right. Cool. So like on the surface, it seems like all chill. You have this awesome like persona about you that's just very relaxed and amazing. But behind the scenes, there has to be like an intense attention to detail or it wouldn't feel like that for us. Right. So like right. how do you balance like being so relaxed and um, seeming just kind of like chill with everything with making sure that all those like all those attention details are getting back. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have the, the, the front side of everything and the back side of everything, the front of house, back of house. Uh, ultimately, that front house is just fun. I mean, in, in terms of seemingly being chill and everything else, that's just easy because it's hanging out with good people that are relaxed and here to, to live a great week, here to actually have that best week of their life. Yeah. And so that just happens naturally. The, the back of house stuff... Uh, you know, there's there's definitely some stress that, that boils up around that. Uh, there's definitely those moments where you're just like, oh my god, how is that even possible right now? But that's more of a constant. I, I tend to not get stressed out about constants in my life. Um, variables are one thing. Variables that you can actually change and have an impact on. That's one thing. But when it's a constant, you know it's going to happen. You know those frustrations are going to come up no matter what form they arrive in your life at it's not worth getting stressed at it's just a a good opportunity to figure out how you can solve the problem better yeah when you look at uh at at madaris and obviously we're we are in nicaragua right now and it's an incredible place every business every single activity we do has challenges what would you say right now is madaris's biggest challenge hmm that's an interesting question. I, I think it's part of a, a larger pursuit. Um, I, there's not one challenge in particular. It's other than just existing within Nicaragua. Um, 
This is a, a really interesting country. There's a lot of incredible opportunities here. There's also a lot of just frustrations and logistical challenges and uh, things like the the grid being shut off for a, a one day, one full day a week because they're repairing it right now in the busiest time of the year. Uh, so things like that are always challenging. Things like the roads are challenging. Things like our wells are dry because it's dry season, so we're bringing water in by truck every day. And so organizing the logistics behind that's challenging. But in terms of higher level, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really more just a continuous, again, constant. It's all going towards that evolved place that we've been going to from the beginning, continuing to try to get... Uh, just more comfortable for everybody, tune up the services just that much tighter, just get everything operating that much cleaner. And so it's not necessarily challenges that you can point at as much as it is just challenges that consistently come up. How do you handle challenging guests? Like maybe people that take away from the Madeira vibe Because yeah. I have found that everyone that's come through that we spent the week with was amazing. Um, but I can't imagine that's like that all the time. Maybe yeah. somebody that like misconstrued what Madeiras is for and was looking for something else, or people that are just generally difficult in hospitality. Yeah. Like how do you manage that as you're like trying to create this vibe that's very communal? You can't just shut somebody out. Right. Uh, you know, it's 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 funny. We're, we're really lucky in terms of the quality of guests that we get. Most people that arrive understand what they're stepping into. We've really focused a lot of our marketing around the word of mouth side and around just trying to communicate what we are as clearly as possible. And we found that that more than anything has led to just this incredible collection of people that arrive and uh, get to be who they are. The other big thing is because it's an environment that's so conducive to feeling like yourself in, it doesn't really matter who you are, how much of a douchebag you are back home. When you're in a place that you don't feel like you have to say those things, you don't feel like you have to act a certain way, everybody has their merits and everybody has something interesting to say and generally is uh, is a good person. Um, and so we see a lot of the good come out of people here where even if we ran into them in different events, they might be more frustrating or more high maintenance or whatever. Get them here and everybody just drops those shoulders and chills. Yeah. Um, yeah, we also do a fair amount of upfront curation. So, uh, because we still book everything in hundred percent online, uh, and, and sorry, hundred percent through emails. So there's the full contact with people before they actually make the reservation. Uh, you definitely see some of that come out where you get these little hints that somebody might be an issue and, and it's just an unfortunate case of the hotel being full that week. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the one of the cool points you just said right there is that people, you know, are generally good people in the right setting where they mm. get to kind of like lay back and, and relax. And so when you were thinking of this whole village and building this place where did that vision start within you and um, how you know because you're in you're in real estate before yeah 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 exactly and i got into real estate to get into the development side i've always wanted to do eight to ten hotels in different spots around the world and the idea was always just to create these places that really allowed us to to participate in the dialogue of how to live best in all the coolest places around the world and, and, and provide people with an environment that just optimize living in each of those locations. 
And so whether that's here or other spots around the world, that, that same underlying philosophy is always going to be there. And that one I've had from the beginning, um, more just selfishly than anything. I wanted a place where I got to feel like myself. I wanted a place where I could actually sit back on a hammock and actually think about what I was doing. I, I found that when I was in Toronto and just in that faster-paced corporate world, I, you weren't even necessarily always aware of why you were doing what you were doing. You were just on this this treadmill where you were being competitive with stuff and seeking goals and chasing harder and working harder and going after these things, but not really sure why. And so I wanted to, I wanted to create a place that you could actually sit back and go, now I feel like myself again. Now I can actually hear my thoughts. Now I understand why I'm doing this or not doing this. I'm a big believer that growing your life in general is kind of like growing a tree. And if one of those branches goes off in the wrong direction, which can really easily happen, the whole tree can funnel in that direction. So I think a lot of life is cutting off those branches and making sure that it continues to grow in alignment. And so that's really the, the underlying point of Medeiros, is just to keep life growing in alignment and selfishly to uh, allow me to continue growing my life in alignment. Yeah, that's incredible, I think. Just really looking back at you know how that evolves from what you wanted, and you know that there's other people that are like you that would fit into that. Yeah, really I thought that there were. Like thank that. God there are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so many great business owner, business owners, inventors, founders just build something that they want. They're like, yeah. there, there isn't, there isn't this. So let me just build it for me, and then other cool, yeah. like-minded people will come down and join me. Yeah, I mean, if I had been able to find a place like Bayhouse that I could have just come down and rented a room monthly in and lived in this sort of community, I would have done it in a minute. Yeah. If I had been able to find a place like Madeiras where I could have come down for a week at a time and just been around the people that are at Madeiras, I wouldn't have started it. I just yeah. would have continued coming down. <laughs> yeah. This is only out of necessity. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's great. And so you talked about having, you know, one of your visions from the start was having those eight to ten worldwide, you mm-hmm. know, locations that you feel comfortable in and and so when you look 10 years down the line from today, you know, where do you see not only Madeiras evolving, but kind of the rest of your, you know, your brand and yeah. your evolution as a business owner? Yeah, I don't think that expansion is going to be too rapid. I really look at everything on a 50-year plan. Okay. Uh, so even with the 10 hotel goal, I mean, that, that includes wanting to do the ninth hotel uh, as a retirement home to actually retire in, and then the tenth hotel is the nursing home. You just home life cycle out. yourself. You just life cycle yourself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's a chill spot. Yeah, yeah, precisely. I just built for my friends and I. And as you age, you start to Very much targeted towards that age group. Yeah. And yeah. Um, in terms of 10 years from now, um, you know, more than anything, I, I, I want the brand to continue evolving in the direction it has. I want to remain as true as possible to all the amazing clientele and guests and friends that, uh, that spend their time with us. I want to make sure that that's first and foremost in any of the expansion plans. I'd rather expand internally and continue making things better and tighter than expand externally and lose some of that feel. So whatever step we take, it'll always be exactly in line with what just comes naturally and what feels like that natural next step. Uh, We'd love to have a place in somewhere in the States over the next 10 years. Um, Ideally, we'd have another two spots open by, call it 2030. Um, Really like the south of France, really like LA and the surrounding area. 
but really like New York too. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see what comes together. Yeah, that's that sounds incredible. If you can create this atmosphere in one of those cities, that would be a very cool place for those that aren't willing to get away this far and right. still want that energy. Yeah. What has been the the single coolest moment at Madeiras? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, there's there's been so many over the years. I, I think the the greatest moments are always when you see the work of the team produce something that's just incredible. The 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 coming together of minds, the collaboration of opinions that results in something that just didn't exist six months before. That I love seeing more than anything. Uh, definitely seeing new new. Uh, new buildings open up, definitely watching the construction process manifest themselves into these new spaces that people can stay in and experience in. That's really cool. Uh, with the music studio, no question, watching new music getting recorded that you know, is now being listened to around the world is very cool. I love that side of it, being present in the rooms when songs are actually being written and uh, you know, music's coming out. That's really exciting. Um, in terms of single moments, we had Iconopop and Tove Lo play New Year's this year. Uh, so definitely, like, sing at the top of my lungs, like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was definitely one of those, like... Yeah. In your house. Yeah. yeah, exactly, with a crowd of, in like, a hundred people, yeah. all, people. All, all, all in the main house. I was like, that's... This kind of feels like winning. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That is incredible. Um, and so, obviously, you have went heart and soul into this into this business, into this venture. You all live here. It is this is you. Yeah. So, let's flip gears from Madaris and start talking a little bit about Dicky. Mm-hmm. What are your personal goals? And then, how do you separate personal from business? As a business owner, Jason and I have individual yeah. goals that we work on every day, but it's it's a challenge to separate the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you get and you and it's good to have some of your own personal goals be involved in the business. Yeah. But do you have any goals that are just what Dickie wants to do, and how do you take time to to work on both? It's it's a great question. I really like to start writing more. Uh, writing is definitely my passion. It's it's the art that I associate most with. Uh, I've written in the past for for a couple. Uh, different outlets, but we'd love to pick that up again. We'd love to to actually set aside the time, do some interviews, uh, just kind of launch that side of life for sure. It's, it's definitely something that I've set aside for the last couple of years. I've been more focused on just the hotel side, and it's difficult because it's very much one and the same. Like it ties them together pretty well. In terms of personal goals. The, the writing would definitely be at the top of it. Um, it's, it's difficult to really break out the goals of Madeiras versus my personal goals because they're so intertwined, yeah. as both of you guys know. Yeah. Um, and, and nor do I really want to. It's, it, the, the, the tighter I get with that association, the further I dive into the goals of Madeiras, the more they become aligned with what I want to do and yeah. who I want to be. Yeah. Um, even looking at the music studio, being able to dive further into that business and attract more writing camps and attract more artists recording down here and get more into that music industry side, that's pretty rad too. I mean, yeah. I'd always love to 
have a role in helping to facilitate the creation of new music, helping to facilitate the creation of new art. And so, I mean, even though it's completely aligned with Madeiras, I'd identify that as one of my personal goals, too. And see, so I don't know, it's interesting. I almost see Madeiras more as, uh, as, as like a channel for... Uh, facilitating the realization of a lot of personal goals. It's like a test. It's a testing ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very much a test kitchen, and that was a lot of the idea from the beginning was to try to create a space in which you could create new ideas from, and ideally, with eight to ten properties around the world, eventually just be able to live between them all and say, oh, okay, now we're going to go pursue this project, or I want to start this business, or I want to put this team together and chase down this idea and be able to live out of each of the locations for six months, nine months, put teams together in each of them, do all that side of it, which will come. In the meantime, it's more a matter of putting together that foundation and building that structure first. Yeah, and I, I think that's really cool that once the confluence of the two like really starts to come together, you can draw from different projects, right. draw from different passions and places, which then equally influence kind of all of them together. Right. You can take new projects and insert good beneficial knowledge into old ones almost to like revive them or at least like bring them up higher. Exactly. Even seemingly when you've put something together so effortless as the village, I'm sure there's never like there's never gonna be a stopping point where it can't be improved. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so, it'll never be done. It's always a work in progress. <laughs> yeah. How do you taking some of those personal goals, those aspirations, and then using them to test on your own projects, the village, this bay house, how do you personally influence the ecosystem that is Madeira's village? You've been present kind of like every night and you have yeah. some movers and shakers come, but you just taking this kind of like bird's eye view of a lot of these people and projects kind of always in rotation, um, what do you add specifically or what do you try to add to the vibe of Madeira's? More than anything, just just to cut it a lot of the stress just to let everybody know that it's okay if mistakes happen it's okay if uh, problems come up again those are constants and having seen everything go down over the last seven years I tend to be more relaxed on everything because I've dealt with it all before and no matter what comes up it's kind of well okay seen this before here's the remedy for it and yeah. here's the steps of execution to get back into a happier place um so, I mean, on a day-to-day -day basis, I do very little in terms of operations, like really have the, I have to give credit to the operations team for that. They crush it on yeah. the logistics and the organization and food and beverage and back of house, everything, the shopping, all that side. Uh, I just really try to steer everything in the right direction and make myself present as possible to both communicate to the guests that you know it's okay to drop their shoulders it's okay to say random controversial things it's okay <laughs> uh, have those opinions and then to the full team behind actually the, the village that the do everything and that create the incredible experience letting them know that it's okay to be stressed out it's okay yeah. when the problems come up it's okay if you know we miss a pickup or this or that happens that um you know, it's much more with that higher level goal that we're getting to and represent rather than getting caught up in all the minutiae of everything. When you, so the, the, the team sounds like a, a very constant at Madeira's and in your life. Yeah. How do you manage, I always found this interesting because for me personally, I love making really good, long lasting, deep relationships quickly. Yeah. Um, 
and that's something that you deal with every week. Like, how do you manage so many short-term relationships? Like, do you enjoy just the revolving door of people that are always here? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Uh, I, I like that high spurt, like, short, but concentrated time with people. I feel like it allows you to get past the small talk bullshit really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Because rather than seeing somebody once a week for two hours where you're just kind of passing time with them. It's going through the emotions. Yeah, when you sit beside somebody for seven hours and neither of you have anywhere to go, there's only so much small talk you can discuss yeah. before you go, okay, cool, now let's start talking about real things. Yeah. And then when you do that four or five nights in a row, it's amazing the sort of ideas that come out. It's amazing the sort of relationship that you can form with somebody because you actually can dive so much deeper than you actually end up diving with some of your best friends that you'll see weekly yeah. but don't really have a chance to dive into those deeper issues with. And also because it's not a personal relationship yet, because it's more of a, a almost safe, neutral sort of conversation, people tend to be more open, tend to be more willing to actually say exactly what's on their mind because they don't really give a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I might see the ticket again, I might not, so I actually want to say my true opinion on this. And that leads to all these just fascinating perspectives and opinions coming up. And from a personal perspective, uh, you know, thinking through opinions, thinking through different ideas, thinking through different perspectives, uh, when you're constantly having people challenge those and and then bring up different ideas and bring up different ways of looking at things, you can't help but evolve your own uh, opinions. You can't help but just get tighter and tighter with every single aspect of your uh, opinion rainbow. Who, who's come through Madeira's that has just, like, changed your life? In particular, like, you have people... I, obviously, a lot of these conversations are meaningful, just yeah. listening to you talk about that and that that's important to you, but... It's got to be some just wild people that are like here and you're like, holy crap, I hope they come back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. It's not It's it's not as obvious as you would think. Like, yes, we get a lot of amazing musicians through. We get a lot of interesting actors through. We get a lot of uh, photographers and models and you know other people through. But it's not necessarily the biggest names that are the most interesting. Um, it's it's really a combination. It's, it's all the different perspectives. And... Uh, it's it's a difficult question because the perspective that I get from somebody from the Midwest that voted for Trump is, if anything, more important than the person that's really like-minded to me that uh, it almost feels that we've shared opinions before because we're so on the same page of everything. I'm yeah. always fascinated by those controversial things. I'm fascinated by the perspectives that I don't understand, that I can't imagine. And actually hearing somebody's justification of those sorts of actions and, and thinking behind it, I think, opens up a lot of very important dialogue that we need to be pursuing more, that we need to be uh, open to, to listening to more. Um, I mean, definitely most recently, just to shout out to my homies, Justin Cole and John Story. I mean, I can't spend enough time talking with those guys. Every time I sit down around a garden or, or table with them, the conversation that comes out is just incredible. And I mean, uh, obviously both writers have spent all their days thinking. <laughs> came out of our yoga class going about 250 miles an hour, which was awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, the highest paid compliment we've had yeah, a while. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we were pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, 
yeah, I mean, I mean, you get guys like that and that are just so much fun. You, know, you were asking earlier about uh, bad clients or like how do you, we deal with challenging guests and guys like that are a big way that we ensure that that never comes up because when you have people that are uh, living here that, that, that understand how everything works, that are here to set that tone, then even when conversation goes in the wrong direction or, or when uh, you, you have somebody that's acting a little bit louder, a little bit out, when you have the majority of people that have been here for longer than that week acting a certain way, everybody else suddenly adapts to that. Yeah. And that's really cool to see because it's not just the people that are working here, it's the people that are staying here, it's the people that are part of the community that when they come by and are acting with that very open-minded, shoulders drop, non-critical approach, everybody just follows suit. And so, I guess back to your original question, uh, it's, it's too difficult to call out in particular, like, that was the most fascinating conversation I've ever had. Yeah. It's really just a larger collection of all these amazing people that come through and the, the product that comes out of the combination of all these different attitudes and uh, perspectives. When you get all kinds of, like, crazy people coming through, difference of opinions, who do you find, like, longevity and stability with? family, friends, you have them come down, is it your team? Um, yeah, team's definitely a big one. Team and residents, like the people that, uh, that, that that have been here for kind of a month, two months, that sort of thing. Uh, I don't tend to get overwhelmed by that stuff, though. It's it's really how I prefer to manage my friendships and how I prefer <laughs> to manage my, my family relationships yeah. and everything. Again, like, going back to that idea that to to be able to have more truncated time versus just seeing somebody once every two weeks and kind of going through that same conversation, to me, I much prefer. Yeah. And I find that that translates to friendship, family, relationships, everything. I'm the same way. Short, intense bursts of yeah. communication yeah. just are more valuable to me. I think it moves the needle farther in a good direction when almost every time you talk, something like great happens or it yeah. makes you feel a different way or think a different exactly. way. Exactly. Um, in a place like this, it's very easy for most people, they're breaking their daily routine to come down here and do something different, work a different way, play a different way. Mm-hmm. Not everyone has a beach, surf, and like sweet hammocks to write and think in all day. Yeah. But you do. Do you have any routines that you follow or any ways, favorite ways to start the day? You talked about wanting to get back into writing, maybe ways you like boost creativity or yeah. want to get back into writing. Um, I mean, definitely like to try to get into yoga at least two to three times a week. That's a, that's my favorite way to start the day. Uh, I tend outside of yoga to not leave my room before 10 or 1030. I'll often wake up around 8, 830 or so, check emails, read through the newspaper, do a couple things that are just like catch-up sort of things, take a nice slow approach towards it. That's kind of my private time where I'm not exposed to people and frankly, I'm just super sensitive in the mornings. <laughs> just like, I don't like anything. It's not anymore. good. Yeah. <laughs> I came down and just gave a little boogie, like you get your coffee, go do your thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, there's that routine. Definitely... Uh, Definitely dinner each night's a big routine, whether that's here at the Bay House or over at Madeira's Village. Uh, sitting down with 30, 40 new friends and being able to share in all those perspectives and opinions, there's nothing better than walking down to the dopest 
dinner party every single night is yeah. <laughs> like my my life's goal. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, so that's a big routine, getting to, to sit around that family sort of a, a vibe and meet new people and share thoughts with old friends. And then, yeah, the garden each night. And again, it's interesting here where now we've had that kind of vortex garden spot uh, replicated down by the pool area where there's some cushions and some cool places to chill down there. Madeiras is definitely in the garden area in front of the house that you sit down there at 10 p.m. and can very quickly become two or three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so obviously this place is what most people would consider paradise. Yeah. I mean, we can take a look right where we're at. You see the ocean, you see the beach, you see hammocks, like everything like Jason was just mentioning. Um, do you ever find yourself or think about moving back to a city? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I love cities. I mean, right now it's been probably two months to three months a year in New York, another month or so in L.A., uh, a couple weeks in Toronto, and then a couple weeks traveling. Uh, so I, I love cities. It's a big part of who I am. It's definitely, the for me, the biggest source of inspiration for new ideas and pushing boundaries and realizing new, really interesting uh concepts and trends and just tapping into where uh, our generation at any given time is actually moving in. It's this tangible, palpable representation of thought that you just don't get anywhere else. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to, to do co-living spots in cities. I, I think that that's a, a big part of the future. Um, and again, just creating different solutions, creating different ways for people to live in different locations. We'd like to do some more chill spots too. Like we'd love to do a chateau in the south of France, or uh, like an old mansion in New Orleans. Um, but yeah, cities are definitely on that on that list. I can't really imagine a time in my life that I wouldn't want to spend a bit of time in New York and LA each year. And so my general attitude on this stuff is, if I want to do it for two or three months a year, then probably a whole bunch. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, yeah. So. The more solid solutions that we can create for people that want to tap into that, but then also want to tap into this life, I, I think the better. <laughs> I <laughs> hope. Yeah. We'll join you, so yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, two yeah, more. I'm in. Um, and this is something I like to do, getting a little bit of city time, a little bit of mountain time, a little bit of beach time. Yeah. Each kind of give a different vibe. Exactly. Um, you spend more consecutive time in some of these places how do you handle speed changes between a place like Manhattan and a place like Madeiras because you get you like your two hours in bed you can obviously replicate that in New York but there's an intangible energy that's kind of like all right time to get going like everyone else is doing stuff how do you handle those speed changes Uh, another great question I mean for me I find it all just blends together uh I, I love that pace of New York. I, I love that speed. And it's, I don't know, it never really causes much of an issue. It's, it's kind of like just getting in a car and suddenly driving 100 kilometers an hour. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're going a lot faster, but everything kind of still feels the same. Uh, a lot of the people that I see there are the same as the people that I see here. So while That's the true. backdrop changes a lot, I try to never change my actual pace to how I'm acting and how I'm living. 
I'll find myself just naturally getting a bit more stressed out there, just naturally getting a little bit more tense. But again, I try to manage that as much as possible and myself that I, I am so mid that I can just relax into it and just, yeah, go with the natural pace of things. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. It's just talking about being true to yourself. Seems like that's been a theme of this this conversation so far. Yeah. It's like a lot of stuff has started. We're um, always the best when you are yourself. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever see or kind of like when you're here and you haven't had any you don't have anything planned, do you ever need to get away from from the work? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily say get away from the work as much as just get away from I think anything that you focus on for an extended period of time, you want to get away from eventually. You, you need to break from in order just to get a fresh perspective on it. And so, yeah, typically through the year, I try to try to jump out for kind of two weeks or so, two to three weeks every six weeks to eight weeks. Uh, I find that's a pretty good rhythm. Where do you like to go? Uh, new places or places yeah, I've been? Definitely spent a lot of time in New York. Like I yeah. love New York, love LA, uh, and then I'll, I'll typically travel a couple weeks a year. And those are always uh, just different locations that come up. Did Havana a couple years ago, Cartagena a couple years ago. Um, what was it last year? Jumped around in, in Costa Rica a bunch last year. Did Nashville. Uh, going to try to get over to France towards the end of the summer this year. Uh, it really depends. I try I only travel for purpose, so whenever I go anywhere, it, it, I want it to tie in with something, whether that's doing property scouting or going to visit a friend or just going with some sort of purpose in mind. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. We, Jason and I, I are pretending to do this, the same thing, and yeah. you notice that it's. And you and I had this conversation too about like when you're doing what you love to do, it's like going to a trip like that or doing something with the purpose. It doesn't take away from it being like a work trip. No, it's, it's just like yeah. better. Like you have a purpose of being there. It's not like I'm just going to like go on vacation and like get away from what's reality it's like this is like awesome yeah. and there's a, <laughs> yeah. like the purpose drives the like momentum of the trip yeah exactly yeah yeah I mean passion and, and purpose are number one or number one and two ingredients in happiness yeah. so anytime that you can inject that into how you're actually living it's always going to result in something great yeah when we uh so obviously jason and i's uh little motto we have is have the best day ever we've yeah. really been implementing that while we've been here um if you wake up and you know you have your day ready to go what is the best day ever what we'll say while you're in nicaragua look like for dickie uh definitely yoga and surf getting getting a yoga and surfing uh always amazing uh really getting the chance just to sit down have an amazing dinner with people get some work done through the day so I feel like I've accomplished something sunset surf uh, into cocktails into dinner into having great conversations with people meeting some new interesting people uh, you know having the chance to talk to some fabulous beautiful women <laughs> uh, and guys and uh, yeah just uh uh, Talking to the night, ramble away, kind of till kind of like one or two, just about new ideas and fresh thoughts and uh, interesting perspectives, and then have a great sleep. Yeah. So you're you're on the market. Yeah. All right. <laughs> He's on the market. If anyone's coming down to Nicaragua, yeah, it's open. Just email him nicely. <laughs> 
if you could give our listeners one piece of wisdom to live better, whatever that means to you, what would it be? Just figure out what you love and wake up every day and focus on doing that. And if you're not waking up and doing what you love, figure out a two to three year plan of how to get there. I don't think anybody should be intimidated by long-term planning. I don't think anybody should be shy about saying, okay, I'm here now and here's where I want to be at in five years. Because if you take that patient, disciplined approach towards actually getting to that place that you know will make you happy, you get there. And when your intention is driven by something so pure as that, it's not like, you know, oh, I want to make a million dollars this year. And, and, and then you're making sacrifices, you're making compromises in order to achieve something that might not be so true. When you're just going after happiness, everything else aligns. When you're going after something that you know is aligned with who you are, everything else just sorts itself out. It's, it opens itself up and all those opportunities that you weren't sure how you're going to uh, approach just happen. And so that would be it more than anything, saying, look, how do I wake up every day and be happy and then go do it? That's And that's something that is literally, Jason, and our, our, our mission is that exact thing. And it's like once Best you... Best day ever. Best day ever. Every single day. And so once you find that passion, it's like you need to you need to make it actionable. And I loved what you just said about not being scared or turned off long by the long term. Love because Because it was hard when, when Jason and I sat down and started this business. We're such go-getters that we wanted yeah. that immediate satisfaction. And now taking a step back and being like the patience and the long term goal appreciating the steps along the way yeah. is happiness in, in in my opinion absolutely yeah, um, yeah we, have these, we have these like lofty goals but it's like even like the comment from Justin like post yoga those are like the yeah. confidence exactly. little bits of reminder that it's like oh wow you're like actually doing something that's very meaningful to people however small however big and then when you take that overhead view and you step out of this like very goal-driven process, you're like, oh, wow, I'm kind of like far from where I started. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so we just want to obviously thank you for our, our stay here. It's been incredible. Absolutely. Thank, incredible. Thanks for everything. Yeah. This place is magical. And, of, of course, we'll we'll be back. But um, yeah, we just want to thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, a lot if, of good work to do. If, uh, if anyone wants to, to reach out to you, learn more about Madeiras, um, about Bay House. How can they? How can they get in touch with with you and the uh, My my direct email is Dicky at MadeirasVillage dot com. So D I C K I E at MadeirasVillage dot com. Always always cool for anybody to reach out and email me directly. And otherwise, if it's any hotel inquiries or anything about Madeiras Village or Instagrams Madeiras Village for Bay House, it's Bay House Nicaragua. Uh, and info at MadeirasVillage dot com. Or info at bayhousenicaragua.com. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, brother. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. such a pleasure having you guys here. And I can't wait for everything that's going to come.